The grill is going to start. No, not really. I'm not that scary, I promise. I uh, would love to welcome a very special guest this morning, Mr. Simon Kimotai, the chairperson of the Matatu Owners Association. Welcome to 98.4 Capital FM. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Now, let's just start at the very, very bottom. What, uh, what is the Matatu Owners Association? Uh, Matatu Owners Association is uh, a congregation of uh, people who have uh, they have invested in public transport in this country. So when we talk of Matatu Owners, this is a true thing that they are the owners who've put in association to engage, actually to lobby and to engage the government in issues, policy and uh, anything that affects them in general. So, Mr. Kimotai, I'm so glad you brought that up. Let me ask you this. Who actually owns the mats? Matatus are owned by individuals. Um, uh, the individuals subscribe to uh, SACOs and companies. Uh, we would have a Matatu owner who has one and a Matatu owner who has 20, who has 10. So, But we group them together and uh, we help the government shape up uh, the corporate entities where they all individual owners subscribe to for purposes of enforcing uh, regulations. So um, uh, owners are individuals. There are Kenyans who are working in the office. You can buy a matatu and attach it to a SACO or a company, and then they'll be able to help you run it under their logo. And uh, uh, so that, that is basically what it's all about. Okay, we're going to get into some deep, deep uh, questioning already, already. What would you say? Because there's a lot of chat on the streets. Let me not lie. Huh? You know, and I know that there are a lot of rumors. What would you say to the rumor that a lot of police have shares in Matatus? Uh, I'd say uh, that is not true. That when is not talk, true. It's not true when you talk of a lot. It's not true. Oh, but there, there are could, some. There could be some. You know, um, there are no restrictions in doing business in Kenya. Every person can do business, provide you obey the law, and you're compliant with regulations of National Transport and Safety Authority, then anybody can go into the business. But not in the tech uh, uh, that uh, probably they would own matatus to let them float the rules. I don't think that is allowed. Like but Kenya. anyway, <laughs> my, 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 my tech here is, uh, especially in Nairobi, if there is anybody... They're not even 0.01%. Of Matatus owned by police? Yes. In Nairobi, there are there are less than 0.01%. Yes. This is the chairman. What I, what I know is uh. that uh, there are a lot of... Uh, that's where probably somebody could have misinterpreted. There are these um, illegal uh, transport operators mm-hmm. uh, uh, who are doing uh, uh, illegal business with the vehicles which have not been licensed to do public transport. We look at uh, Voxy, Sientas, Probox, Wish. I know that one, a few of them, a number, quite a number of them, but not more than people from the private sector. So these are illegal operations. Matatu is not uh, uh, very, pro- it's not very profitable. So I'm sure where police now take advantage is when you do illegalities and they can't enforce the law on themselves, they're able to rip 
and be able to make more money. I have to tell you, even just yesterday, just yesterday, I was leaving work. I was at the roundabout here in town and there is a lane for going away from town and a lane going to town. A mat weaved in and out, did a U-turn in front, a U-turn in front of, in front of a cop and then went, didn't even use the roundabout. And I was like, wow, like plain sight. But let me ask you this. Not everyone has to belong to the Matatu Owners Association, right? It's optional. It's optional. An association is, uh, ours is very simple. Uh, the requirements are you must own a Matatu and you must be over 18. And since we are tough, we don't, I don't think a policeman would easily approach us to be a member because, uh, uh, you know, uh, Matatu Owners Association is a, is a countrywide association that has um, secretariats in all the counties in the Republic of Kenya. And uh, what I just want to say, you, you made a comment on uh, failure to enforce the law, mm. is that uh, we have a problem, and I've tried addressing it even with a head of state then, not the new head of state who was there before, that we try to change behavior mm. of uh, uh, workers in Matatu industry. What has happened is that they've gone to bed with policemen. Mm. So to enforce the law is like enforcing a law on your wife, which is not possible. It's definitely not possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. I've got to look at the roads and very fitting because uh, you're here. Mr. Simon Kimotai, Matatu Owners Association. And I know, I know you are the chairperson of a an organization that is trying to better the situation. It's a lobby group to advocate for an enabling business environment and empower public transport investors. Get your questions in 0701-984-984. Capital FM. Mr. Kimutai, my goodness, you've really, really got an uphill battle. Now, uh, recently, Nairobi Governor Johnson Sakaja announced plans to kick Matatus out of the CBD. It's a bid to decongest the city, but so far, the proposal has been met with opposition. What is your view on this cause? You're using a very harsh word, kicking out. Well, uh, public transport is very essential. We transport all workers and uh, business people to the city, especially in Nairobi. And I think uh, what needs to happen is very simple. There must be proper consultation and uh, involvement of stakeholders and the same to be able to achieve what he intends to do. And I believe uh, probably he has good intentions. Unfortunately, is that maybe the approach could not be the best. And uh, as a veteran in you know uh, public transport which have done for over 30 years in Nairobi I would advise him give him free advice that what we need to do is lots of consultation involve stakeholders let them own the process and let them give you ideas on how to decongest the city if we wait for you to make pronouncements of kicking out then he'll meet lots of resistance and uh, there is no alternative the government does not provide transport and uh, uh, transport is key. The government will not be able to collect any revenue without public transport. So if we are to leave the so-called law enforcers to enforce the directives, then you'll fail because they have interests. These people want to see their pockets bulging with illegal acquired revenues. They do not enforce the law. They are out there in the streets and the highways 
to just extort money, nothing else. So has the Nairobi Governor's Office not tried to engage with the Matatu Owners Association yet? One is that it's very important that uh, the governor differentiates between cartels mm. and those who are doing the business. Nairobi has lots of, uh, you know, uh, 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 people people mm. who want to pose as Matatu owners and they have they have the power to control, but they're actually looking for revenues for themselves, how they can be able to survive. Matatu owners, their leadership in various associations which are already existing in Nairobi, and they are lead- there is leadership also in various circles and companies that are existing. It's so simple. You don't deal with illegalities. People who are posing to be uh, masquerading to be uh, Matatu owners, the owners are there. And uh, nothing would go right if we don't follow them the right channel. It's not a blackmail, but I'm just telling him. It's very simple. What we need to do is get leadership, bring in an idea, let it be discussed. They'll help you enforce it. And there is no way, uh, you know, uh, we'll let this policeman on the streets or even councillors carries to enforce the law. Those guys come in the morning uh, knowing that they want to get money by the end of the day from a tattoos. So what happens? You're compromised. Mm. Uh, an offence uh, translates itself to money. As you said, you were driving and somebody cut you and uh, made a U-turn weights. And the policeman is just staring because already he has taken money from it. Mm. And if he hasn't, then he's going to take from that offence. We exchange offences for money which is very unfortunate. So it's uh, uh, it's pathetic. It's a situation that needs to be corrected. Uh, you're the founding chairperson of the Matatu Owners Association. You're trying to bring structure to an absolutely structureless uh, I- institution. But the problem is, do you... You must know, you, 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 have, you have friends and relatives. Matatus feel, to me... Uh, a, a citizen, a car-owning, driving citizen, like they rule the city. They can do whatever they want. They're aggressive. They are uh, lawless. W- what do you do with your members to try and change that mindset? You know, um, we have tried many times to advise the government, who at times we have a hate-love relationship, mm. and somehow we are ignored. I initially mentioned on issues of training. A Matatu driver only gets a license while he's in bed. You don't even go for a test because of corrupt practices in this country. And uh, apart from that, you know, the qualification to be a driver is to have a four-year-old license, irrespective of whether you can be able to drive or not. Mm. And then you're issued with a PSV license. It's very unfortunate that the issuing is just upon application and presenting a four-year-old license. No experience, no tests, no classification. So you can imagine. This is a man who's just come in, is not going to school. So I had proposed that the issuance of PSV be transferred to National Youth Service where they would be able to categorize the driver, train, and see which class you fit. And this would have been very simple. You can't drive a Matatu unless you've gone to NYS. NYS produces the best drivers in the country. Hmm. That function of issuance should have been transferred there. Well, it fell on deaf ears. So what I'm hearing from you is that you want to be seen and heard 
by the government, which you feel like you aren't. Is that correct? Well, uh, as I said, it's a love-hate relationship. We looks like uh, uh, we are there when they need us, uh, they call us. When they don't need us, they ignore us, which is uh, not the best thing in a relationship. A relationship is supposed to be cordial and all the time be talking to each other, not at each other. Not threatening people that I'll throw you out of business, I'll cancel your licenses and so forth. What is required here is to create a, a reliable, affordable and uh, uh, a public transport system. Unfortunately, uh, we are left to the police who belongs to the government. So uh, what policemen do is that uh, they come there with their interests, go back with their pockets filled, not enforcing the law. That's, that's why you could see, you can see Matatu's doing anything. I also tried to plead, and I even remember in, uh, inviting President Uru Kenyatta, I went for him in Steros, to introduce a cashless system, an area where an electronic system that is a, ba- a fair paying, so that we do not have these boys having money. Because the biggest problem here, the biggest enemy of this everything here is the cash in the vehicle. Because when you pay cash, there is no proper accounting system. They can use it in any way. Mm. So, But when you remove the money, they don't have money to give to policemen. So I introduced that, but it was brought down because of interests. I actually uh, remember the president came and loved the idea, going to kill corrupt practices by over 80% on public transport. Mm. It was going to bring order because anybody who would be taken to court for a traffic offense will deal with it because you have uh, you don't have money to bribe the policeman. So people will, it will create order. And then corrupt practices will go out. Speaking but it never saw the light of the day. Capital FM. Martha, thank you for tuning in from Nakuru. Ruth, you're listening from Amatatu. I do want to talk about uh, women and their safety and respect for women in Matatus. Martha, you're asking, actually not even uh, pre-read this, so forgive me. Um, Why do Njoro Egerton Matatu Sako carry four to five people in a three-seater? I witnessed this on Monday as I was traveling from Njoro to Nakuru. They have very rude boys and they... They even don't have uniforms for drivers and touts. How much of that can you um, can you control, Mr. Kimutai? I know we're all coming to you like you control everything. You're just one person. I know that. Well, um, I think bringing sanity into public transport entails that we all play a part. If you're told to be a fourth person in, in a seat where you're supposed to be three, refuse. Hmm. The law is very clear. You have to have a space where you buckle up. So there are only three seat belts. So buckle up. Yeah. Where will the fourth person sit? So we allow it. We are so vulnerable because we tend to agree. There are two people in this matatu, the driver and the conductor. You are 14 of you. Even if there was a fist fight, you would easily overrun them. So the best thing is to be tough also. Know your rights. You're supposed to be, once you pay fare, you go into a contract where your sitting position is prescribed by the law that you need to be in a position where you can buckle up. You're supposed to be driven at 80 kilometers per hour. So those are your rights. 
It's difficult though, isn't it? Because even even for me, outside of Matatu, I can see the power dynamic in drivers and touts. It's it's a lot. No, no, no. Well, you know, if we if we accept this, then we are doomed. So, as a, as a civilian, as a citizen, yeah. is there a way that they can contact you at the Matatu Owners Association to report one of your members, maybe? No, no, no. actually, association is a lobby. There is, you can report anyway. You can report to the SACO, you can report to, to the police. And be tough. There is a line in National Transport and Safety Authority that nobody uses where the, if there are complaints, the officials of the SACO are called and be, you know, told about, uh, explain why that misbehavior is there. It's only that we accept oppression. Mm. We need to get out of that comfort zone. That you know, it's fate. It's not fate. You have rights when you're traveling in uh, in any matatu. So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree that uh, you know they are so powerful. What power? Mm. If your rights, uh, you know, can give you your, your power also. So what you need to do is to speak out. If you don't speak out, well, then it's upon you. I love that, Mr. Kimota. You are trying to uh, advocate and lobby for people to to own their rights and to exercise their rights. Now, right. let's talk a little bit about uh, Green Park Terminus right here in Nairobi. What is the situation and what is going to happen? You know, uh, the biggest problem with Green Park is the location. How it was placed. I think the, the designer did not think about the kind number of vehicles that do come in at the same time. So, um, and I don't think there was any consultation at all if I was to be consulted on the same, I would have transferred it to the other end of Uhuru Park. Mm. So that when vehicles enter, there's space to, you know, there's no clogging up of, 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 of the main roads. We went there about uh, uh, twice. And uh, the next thing was pleading with us to go back to where we came from. Oh, as the association, you went to, no, to no, advise? No, no, the vehicles went there. Oh, yeah. And uh, it created traffic snarl-ups that almost lasted the whole day. Oh, I remember. But you weren't advised. As the Matatu Owners Association, you were not... No, uh, we were not consulted. Consulted, yeah. Yeah, they, there was construction. I don't know whom they consulted. They say they consulted, but, but who? You know, the issue of consulting non-stakeholders uh, is what brings in uh, uh, problems. Stakeholders would have actually given the best advice. We wouldn't mind even, you know, uh, if I was coming on Waiyaki Way to have all our services terminated probably at the Museum Hill or Westlands. We don't mind. The only problem is there is no proper structure. Nobody, everybody wants to do things in their own way, mm. which does not favor business. So when you find that it favors others and then it doesn't favor others, then there is, the commotion is created. So it's, it's upon them. You know, free advice is, Talk with stakeholders. Get people who use Wayakiwe. Talk with them. Let them understand what you want. If it's decongesting the city, they would be the best people. Give a suggestion. Let them own the process. And eventually, the town will completely be free of traffic snarl-ups. We hope. We live in hope. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. is that... Unfortunately, is that... uh, While they are doing that, there are those segmenting the streets of Nairobi and selling positions. One, two slots can go for over a million shillings. From, really? Oh, yeah, from county governments. Right there. They allocate, go from Tomboya. Soon we are going to go beyond Tomboya. What is happening? Allocation of spaces is... You can buy a space. You buy the space. 
How much? Over a million shillings. And that money goes to? The individual pockets. Cartels who are in uh, county government. So if I was to ask you this, this, these words, cartels, cartels, would you be able to tell me, do we know who is running these cartels or is it very much kind of oh, shrouded in known, history? They're known. Interesting. They're, they're known. They're there. They tell you, give money. You want to wear which space do you want? You know, earlier on, we had a traffic liaison committee. We choose to allocate spaces for uh, uh, boarding and uh, disembarking of passengers in terminis. It was thrown away. The committee now is a cartel. They are cartels. Why do we have... Nobody can go through Tomboya. Why? Tomboya has become a no-go zone for any person who drives his own saloon vehicle. So, who gives out the space? It's very difficult, isn't it? Because you're trying so hard against a system that We're is... punctured. Oh dear! <laughs> oh no! So it's a pocket that talks. As we believe in uh, just and uh, you know doing things the right way, we lose out. Matatu Owners uh, Association at, at Matatu Owners on Twitter. But I will ask you this um, very very quickly. We have uh, a listener who who is asking. You said that the Matatu business is not profitable, but she wants to invest in that industry. Why isn't it profitable? Oh, well. It could have been profitable if all the revenues, we had a proper accounting system. We have over 30% of leakages. Police take the bigger shares. The cartels and those who pretend to be selling passengers in terminis. So uh, by end of the day, if you invested, for instance, a minibus is 6 million shillings, you will never see 2 million shillings in your bank account in your lifetime. Because of chai? Oh, you know, Maintaining a public transport, uh, uh, let me talk of a unit, is very high. Tires go out very fast. Mm. And uh, what could have been your profits is taken away. If you uh, account for the leakages by end of the year, is when you would, uh, that, that could have been your profit because you lose not less than 30%. In a day, a Nairobi Matatu Nairobi loses over 1,000 shillings per day. Mr. Kimutai, this is so depressing, but I love that you you are trying to uh, push against all of these these horrendous, horrendous issues. But I will ask you this. I want you to leave us with, because we've run out of time, sadly, but I want you to leave us with some optimism, something for the future. You are trying with the Matatu Owners Association to bring calm and structure to a lawless uh, institution, industry. Leave us with something positive for the future. What what can what can we do? What can we see? What who can we call? And Nairobi is governed by a governor, and the governor needs to uh, listen to investors in public transport. Form a committee in you know uh, from the sakos uh, 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 and companies and leadership of associations. Sit down with them. Let them bring in the problems and then help you enforce. If today we say it's fine, um, advise the governor on areas of picking and dropping. And the same, same people enforce. You know, if it's my driver, I tell him no going there. He would go. I would suck him if he went. As opposed to having cartels who wanted to go so many trips, they make money for themselves. So, and Treatments that that it, it requires that investors are all treated equally, so no one has the upper arm on the other. What I would say is that 
First, it requires proper consultation, constituting of a committee that would always be consulting and uh, giving information to the governor on what to be done. It's going to be a process. It's not going to take one day, one month, two months. It can take a whole year to ensure that things go well. But when, when, when we have um, uh, individuals taking positions because of their personal interests, then we will not achieve anything. We are ready to give him free advice on the same. We wouldn't want to go there and occupy offices. We just want to be consulted on how our business can be run in the city. It seems so basic. Governor Sagaja, you heard it here first. on night. Actually, you've heard it a couple of times, I'm sure. Mr. Kumutai is asking you, consult the Matatu Owners Association to bring calm to our Nairobi streets. Capital FM.